Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. hump day yes indeed it's hump day who aren't y'all glad we're getting over a hump tonight and inching toward a weekend although we got hurricane hillary on the way out here to southern california and i'm not talking about the one with the cankles i'm talking a real life tropical storm that's supposed to turn hurricane and so uh, we got much ground to cover tonight ourselves we've got christina bob trump attorney who's going to be here after the first break you're going to definitely want to hear what she has to say we've also got a lot of crazy stuff involving hawaii that we've got to discuss with you guys we have dane wigington i got an email from somebody that said they wanted to hear from dane as to what really caused this hawaii fire and there's something that's something strange there's been something everybody's hinky meters have been going off the charts since this hawaii story uh broke and um, nobody is buying the john podesta story today of climate change being the cause so we've got that to cover uh, towards the end of the hour at 45 past next hour we've got financial thought doctor who's going to be here and we've got a lot to get to tonight hey we'd love to hear from you 888-344-1170 before i give you guys my question the day i got to bring in this man i got to bring in my brother it's dj potato skins what's the question of the day i want to answer it well my question of the day is and i talked to you about this before i got an email last night from a listener well I get emails every day from a listener, but this one was, I'm not going to give his name. And he was like, AK, I had to check out after the first 30 minutes of the show. Here's what he said. He said, I had to tune out tonight after the first 30 at 30. I'm sorry. Wow. I don't know how you do it. Such passion for our country. And yet you carry on and potato skins, such heavy. And may I say discouraging news so often of late. Anyway, like our thankful Thursday, I use Tuesdays as praise Tuesdays right now had to turn on Riley Clemens. God send. I would recommend it for you tonight as well to lift your spirit after such heavy topics. God bless you and your staff. Stay strong. Simplify. And I got to thinking, it is it is tough. There's a lot of really bad news going on right now. And I understand as Christians that we've got to protect our thought life. But I don't and, – and, and I we can't bury our heads in the sand. But on the same token – should I should I mix in should I should I not be hitting hard these these heavy topics should I not be having Christina Bob Trump's attorney to come on tonight and talk about the latest should I not be having Dane Wigington to come on and talk about the allegations that there was a direct energy weapon that was used and how the Hawaii state state government has has been vocal today about how they plan to they've already got plans to buy up Lahaina and use it for low cost housing projects complete land grab away from the locals for their for their communist schemes i don't know 
I mean, it's he, hard because if you you know you want to cram as much important news into a show as possible. Unfortunately, yes, sometimes that is a lot of negative news, but you want to make sure people are informed. But you know, happy news is good too. It it is increasingly harder to find. Well, I mean, I saw the most darling video yesterday of a river otter on its back holding its one of its babies in its tummy. And oh, it was just absolutely precious. And then I see a video of a river otter attacking a woman. I mean, I mean, she was mauled by a river otter. I mean, her face. She's missing half her ear. Her arms, legs. I mean, she was full on attacked by a river otter. And I thought, well, even river otters have gone bad now. I mean, when you can't even... You, can't even trust the river otters. Even, even the river otters have gone bad on us. I mean, when you can't go to a cute river otter for a story, I mean, what do we do? Dog stories, Andrea. Dog stories. Well, I can't go to cat stories. You definitely can't. In fact, I saw last night and during one of the breaks I was on Instagram looking for food videos. And I'm not even going to tell you the cat video that I saw because it was that horrific involving an immigrant over in Italy. I know it's I know we're being bombarded with bad news, but I think that burying our head in the sand is not the solution. I think maybe balanced because we're 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 where we're at in part because of Republicans and Christians burying their head in the sand saying, I don't want to hear negative news. I just want to, you know, and I'm not and I'm not coming down on my listener. I get it because I thought that myself. I thought, should I come in and just do an entire show of like dating dating advice? Because y'all know I can give some good dating advice. At least the dudes here know. I've given them good advice. Not Skins. He didn't need any help in that department. He married well. He knew how to find the right woman and he did it right. Now it sounds like I'm criticizing my other peeps here that I've given dating. What's happening here? <laughs> how about some good news? It looks like um, there's going to be a runoff in District 4 here in San Diego County for San Diego County Board of Supervisors to replace Nathan Fletcher. Um, which means Amy Reichert will be in the runoff. We got to do better for her. There's no reason why she came in at this point, 10 points behind, 10,000 votes behind. She was at four, she's at 29%. And uh, Monica Step or Steppy, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, is at 41%. So there's that. So we got to, we got to continue to support her. That's an important position. Yeah, in fact, we've got, speaking of county supervisors, we've got Jim Desmond also coming on next hour to talk about, I know it's bad news, to talk about the socialist scheme that's about to come our way that's being proposed with Cindy with Gas and Electric. I know, how about, how about we talk about Vivek Ramaswamy and a textbook case on how to respond to a transgender person who's putting you on the spot. I think that this is so inspiring. It is so... Um, textbook. It's it's such a good learning opportunity for us on how to address somebody that's confronting you on transgenderism and put them in their place. And it's kind of like what I was talking about at the event Thursday night, that I think that we can win on every issue out there when we come from a place of freedom, whether we're talking about abortion, whether we're talking about the transgender movement issue, whether we're talking about the border, we don't have to fall prey and continue to allow this country to be destroyed 
by the left's identity politics, cultural Marxist game, when ultimately the end result of that is communism and the result of us all losing our freedoms. And here is Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, and it's and it's almost two minutes, but I need you to hear it because every point that he makes is how every Republican who's running for office, every Republican in office, every what President Trump, candidate Trump, every one of them should be saying. Instead of Ron DeSantis just bashing all day long Disney, how about he say something like this on the campaign trail, as well as every other Republican who's in office, running for office, every uh, every Republican conservative voter. Here's how should we should be discussing it when confronted by trans people. Clip seven. I am personally a pansexual, so I was okay. just wondering what your views on same-sex couples were. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples, but I do have a negative view of a tyranny of the minority. So, so I think that in the name of protecting against the tyranny of the majority, and there are times in this country's history where we have had a tyranny of the majority, we have now, in the name of protecting against tyranny of the majority, created a new tyranny of the minority. And I think that that's wrong. I don't think that somebody who's religious should be forced to officiate a wedding that they disagree with. I don't think somebody who is a woman who's worked really hard for her achievements should be forced to compete against a biological man in a swim competition. I don't think that somebody who's a woman that respects her bodily autonomy and dignity should be forced to change clothes in a locker room with a man. That's not freedom, that's oppression. And so I believe that we live in a country where free adults should be free to dress how they want, behave how they want, and that's fine. But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others. And that especially includes kids, because kids aren't the same as adults. And so I think adults are free to make whatever choices they want, but do not force that ideology onto children before children are in a position as adults to make decisions for themselves. And so I think a lot of the frustration in the country, and if I'm being really honest that I also share, comes from that new culture of oppression where saying those things can actually get somebody punished. And in my case, it's part of why it's my responsibility to say them. And I respect that you may have a different opinion. And that's okay. Part of what makes our country great is that you and I can be civil and have this conversation and that we live in a country that still gives us, each of us, the right to speak to a presidential candidate and back and still say that we pledge allegiance to the same nation. Yeah, let's end it there. Um, Absolutely textbook way that you handle this subject, because this subject is is about tyranny of the minority. And in fact, it's absolutely applicable to what is going on right now when we have where I disagree with him is at the end where he says, thankfully, we live in a country that still allows us to freely express ourselves. It doesn't because now we have officially reached the stage to where you will be persecuted, prosecuted and thrown into a gulag and denied your constitutional rights if you dare to question the outcome of an election. That's where we're at. Tyranny is already here. Communism is already here in the United States of America. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Christina Bob, attorney for Donald J. Trump. We've got some updates on. I know we talked about. I know y'all. I hear you. We talked about the email I got about these tough, heavy topics, but we get nothing out. There's no value in us burying our heads in the stands in the sand. So we're going to talk about the latest on the Georgia uh, indictments, which may ultimately have some good news inside of it. So stay tuned for Christina Bob when we come back from the break. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Joining me now is Christina Bob, author of the book Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. You might, uh, if you saw her face, I'm sure you even know the name and you know which you know who Christina Bob is in addition to being Trump's attorney. She's also a former investigative reporter and former host at our favorite network, One American News, right here from San Diego. And she joins me now to talk about these Georgia indictments and all of the indictments and, and what's happening. Hi, Christina Bob. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so um, here you've written a book called Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. Shouldn't you be one of the indicted in Georgia showing up and getting a mugshot tomorrow? <laughs> well, thankfully, I'm not. So uh, I'm, I'm very grateful I'm not part of that. Although, my heart does go out to my friends and colleagues. I don't think any of them should have been indicted. And right. I think it's a, a real tragedy what's happened. So, Well, yeah. absolutely. And in fact, uh, Alan Dershowitz has said, look, everything that, the, that, that these attorneys did was in, in practicing law. This is what lawyers do. Yeah. They file lawsuits. They challenge uh, elections. Yep. This is exactly what Alan Dershowitz and his team did in Bush v. Gore in 2000. And so I got to thinking about what I was going to ask you tonight when you came on. And one of the things that I haven't really heard anybody talk about is, I mean, you've written a book about stealing your vote and documented it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got um, uh, this case out of Michigan that everybody's seeing. Uh, you know, we, we've had so much evidence, uh, you know, even after yeah. the election, Demo- over 60 percent of Democrats at the time felt that there was something sh- there was a lot of different types of, of fraud and shenanigans that took place. So how in the world the American people are sitting back? I'm thinking today. So then how if everybody knows how did how did how did we end up with these 19 people? being dragged under a RICO charge if everybody in yeah. America knows that there was crap that went on. There, there absolutely was. And I loved uh, the way you summarized it before we went to the You're absolutely right. This is political persecution. And by putting this under RICO and they've charged these lawyers. Now, a couple of the people who are one of the defendants is Ken Chesborough, who was Al Gore's attorney in the 2000 election. No. And he, yes, yes. And he wasn't charged then when they were challenging it. And then Bob Chile currently has an ongoing election challenge from the 2020 election. He just won at the Georgia Supreme Court where they said, yeah, you've got to show him the ballot. And he gets indicted. I mean, what they're doing (laughs) is they're going after these conservative attorneys who have the audacity to represent people who are actually challenging this illegitimate authority. So this is political persecution, like textbook Marxism, you know, get rid of the, the, the only defense that conservatives have to help protect their voice are lawyers. Yes. Right? And so if you cut the lawyers off at the knees, we're not going to have anybody to defend us. So, I mean, that, that's what's going on here. There's plenty, as you mentioned, there's plenty of evidence that there's still ongoing cases. The Georgia Supreme Court has uh, ordered Bob Chile, now a defendant Bob Chile, his uh, team to have access to the ballots from 2020 because there's still open questions about 2020. We've got video evidence. We've got eyewitness testimony. We've got numerical uh, abnormalities. We have, again, this is documented numbers. The number of ballot images, and this comes from uh, the Garland Favorito case, the number of ballot images that exist is 17,000 ballots short 
of the total number of votes supposedly cast, meaning they're they're missing those ballots. Like, where where did they go? In order for these votes to be counted, they sh- there should be seventeen thousand more. So where are they? I mean, that's a, that in and of itself is more than the margin of victory. Where right. did they go? Where are those votes? Absolutely. Um, there was a uh, we uh, Gateway pundit out as an article out today. Christopher Ray strikes again. Georgia election workers caught jamming stacks of ballots through machines. I'm actually watching. Mm-hmm. If you watch the video, you can see this woman taking the same stack and shoving it through this uh, uh, over and over repeatedly. And this was done yeah. after poll watchers were sh- the, under the phony guise of a of a water main break or a water break, shoving every Everybody out, locking people, poll watchers out. They whip out these suitcases. You can see this on a video. What we're not supposed to trust our own eyes. And you know, the, and 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 one one of the things that's so con- disturbing to me is the never Trumpers and the conservatives that are have been blaming Trump for the indictments. Uh, mm-hmm. That one, the the DeSantis team is clearly DeSantis has not been as vocal as he needed to be and pushing back against the tyranny here because he's wanting yeah. to benefit from it. And the reality is, is this should frighten every American. I'm so glad you talked about the one of the things, the only thing that really stands between us and a government is our attorney. When you get when you get arrested criminally, you're given your Miranda rights and you're told that if you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed to you. Well, with if with what's happening now, nobody's going to nobody outside the government's going to want to take your case. If you're a conservative, if you're being, you know, persecuted by the government and a public defender is not somebody that I would necessarily trust right now. Would you? Yeah. No, absolutely not. And that, you know, they're coming after what they've done is they've proven Donald Trump right when he says they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just in the way. Mm-hmm. They, they've gotten to the point now where they think they've got Donald Trump out of the way. I don't I don't think they do, but they think they do. And so now they're coming after us. They char- they indicted the 16 electors in Michigan. They've indicted Matt DiPerno and a few other attorneys that had the audacity to represent people in post-election challenges in 2020. Uh, they're talking about indicting the electors in Wisconsin, even though the Wisconsin electors made very clear statements that, you know, this is to challenge the election. And there's, you know, they were they were very legal in the way they did everything. They are coming after us and they are sending a very clear, hard, direct message that if you have the audacity to challenge the government, you will be thrown in jail. That's the message that they're trying to send. Ultimately, they're not going to be successful, I do not believe. But everybody should look at this and be very concerned. Yeah. In fact, somebody had uh, tweeted out. I I think you might have retweeted or or somebody did today that I was following. You know, obviously, you know what it's like to be buried under all the latest. Um, But there's there's somebody there was something that I read that somebody says that um, Trump could get her fired, the DA fired for a prosecutorial misconduct. Do you agree with that, that that's a possibility? Um, I do think that is a possibility. It, he has to prevail in the case first, I, I believe. Okay. It's a new statute that Georgia passed, um, and it's for prosecutorial misconduct, effectively saying, you know, if they're abusing their power, you know, their position, uh, that he would have a cause of action against her. Um, and uh, yeah, but he has to, he does, but, excuse me, for, before I yeah. lose my train of thought, but he has to prevail, kind of like if you hire an attorney in a civil case and, and you know, you can't, you can't uh, accuse them of malpractice unless you've lost the case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, well, that's yeah. Right. Let me ask you this. We're talking to Christina Bob, author of 
the book Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. I was talking to somebody before the show and I was like, "Where it? how did this system come about to where everybody knows the joke, a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich? So why mm-hmm. do we even have this process in the United States that involves secret grand juries? Uh, you know, mitigating and exculpatory evidence is held from them. I mean, it's a setup. Why do we even have that? And how do we get rid of it? Well, I don't think the process in and of itself is bad. I think the way it's being applied is bad. Uh, You know, the, the idea of a grand jury is supposed to be that a prosecutor can't just prosecute whoever they want. However, you know, that's not the way that's not the way it's being applied right now. And I, honestly, I blame Republicans for that. I blame conservatives for not standing up for the rule of law and probably partaking in some of the abuse mm-hmm. um, and not not being forceful and holding the line on this because, you know, it takes two to tango. The, if the Republicans pushed back and actually did a better job of of enforcing conservative values and freedom. The left wouldn't ha- wouldn't be- wouldn't perceive themselves to be without uh, any oversight. That's the problem we have with the left right now. Is they believe they can do anything and everything with impunity because no one's ever going to hold them accountable. Because and that's true. The, because that's true. We're seeing these crazy results, and I blame Republicans for that. Yeah, because Republicans are the ones that go, "Well, I don't want to be racist. I don't want to be a bigot." You know? Yeah. And it's like you're not racist. You're not a bigot. Do the right yeah. thing. Well, we yeah. Well, we don't want to impeach because we don't want to. We don't want to get into the cycle of the Dems rep- impeach and then we yep. impeach. Um, so basically, we're not going to impeach a sitting president of the United States who sold off the United States of America while vice president and continues, as far as I can see, to enrich himself off of that. And was because there was bad phony indictments against a past Republican president. Make that make sense to me because it doesn't. There's zero account. It doesn't make sense. And meanwhile, uh, there's all these talks of like with Jack Smith, who'll be overturned um, by the Supreme Court. There's talk about the fact that the RICO statute here might be thrown out. And and he's just, you know, that he'll ultimately Trump will prevail. But every time they inch more and more and more into destruction of our through our Department of Justice, of our constitutional rights, um, it, 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 it hurts this country and it gets us closer and closer to communism. Wrap us up one minute. It does. And I think a great example of that is the fact that she has indicted for activity in Arizona and Pennsylvania and Michigan. And she's just a county district attorney. And they know that conservatives in Oklahoma aren't going to do the same thing to Democrat leaders, to former Democrat presidents. So uh, I think you're exactly right. Please, please, please get involved in your local area. God bless San Diego. Uh, Get involved in the local uh, community there to secure the elections. Go to causeofamerica.org. They'll plug you into groups in your area. And please, it takes all of us to save our elections and turn this country around. Thank you for being here tonight, Christina Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned because we've got more to talk about on the other side of the break. Maybe we'll talk a little Disney. Let's have some fun, shall we? We're going to top pop <laughs> skins is like, ah. <laughs> stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I just love me a Slim Jim. I may have a sweet tooth, but I, who doesn't love a classic Slim Jim? Skins, do you like Slim Jims? 
Yeah, they're chock full of salt, but they're pretty darn tasty. I love me a Slim Jim. I'm not so much about all these fancy new kinds of jerky that are out there. I'd rather have a Slim Jim. Give me a classic Slim Jim, okay? Don't argue I've with me. I've eaten those since I was a kid. I know. I know. A Slim Jim and a Yoo-Hoo used to be like the perfect combo. Who remembers Yoo-Hoo's? Oh, I do. I haven't had a Yoo-Hoo in ages. It's still around. Is it really? It is. I know because my stepkids love them. Do they? I might have to stop on the way home and give me a, ya- a Yoo-Hoo. Yoo-Hoo's classic, man. Okay, got to read a few emails. Because um, at the open of the show, I was like, you guys, should I mix in some more light topics? You know, should I take a break and do like dating advice some night? You know, what, what do I do? And uh, Frankie says, keep doing what you're doing. You mix humor with all the truth. We're here for you. I love the AK show, baby word. Love you too, Frankie. Hope you stay, uh, hope you stay cool down there in all the humidity. Um, here's a new one that came in. Please tell the climate change crowd that the following has occurred for years. Native West Side dryland forests have been cut down for years by developers for years in the sandalwood trade of China. Mesquite and exotic fountain grasses took over a fire tinderbox. In the 35 years I lived on the Big Island, the police and fire staff were constantly trying to catch arsonists, but not saying it has anything to do with Maui. Fix the problem, not the blame. Help our fellow Americans on Maui and through the local churches much more reliable than Big Brother organizations. Um, yeah, I, I I hate this being exploited. We've got Dane Wigington who's going to be on uh, to counter John Podesta's claims about this being the cause of climate change over there. And it's just, it, it's, I... You know, it just nothing kills me more than the exploitation of victims to push a political agenda. I saw it happen after Katrina. We saw it happen. I mean, every time there was a terrorist attack while bodies lay lay dying like in remember Uvalde. I was so angry for weeks. So it took me a long time to come down off of Uvalde Huskins because they were immediately pushing gun control when families didn't even like know. right away, right away, like Families didn't even know if their kid was alive or dead, and they're pushing that. And to, you know, as, as I have just been sick over Maui and what's happened in Hawaii, uh, to see the left and then to see today reports, uh, I saw a Hawaii official say the state already has plans to try to take over that land for their, for, you know, housing and for this and for that. And it's just, However, it got started, whether whether it was completely destroyed for the purpose of, of turning Lahaina into a 15 minute city or their little socialist schemes. That's the plan. It's like covid, regardless of how that virus came to the shores. The left used it as an excuse uh, to ex- exploiting it to shove their communism on us. Uh, Mo says, Andrea, anyone can turn the channel. They they know what you're about. I, too, feel like that dude. We need to be informed. I do it if it gets too heavy. Ramaswamy was articulate. If he only didn't bash Trump, I don't trust a person who turns on a dime, sort of like Hussein Obama. Say what they want to hear, but it is not what you believe. Do not change the format. I'll have to listen to Levin, LOL. <laughs> uh, love you, Mo. You also, I think Mo also emailed me earlier about Jesse Kelly and um, I can't remember what Jesse Kelly was saying that, that she liked about. Oh, he had some whistleblowers on. So I don't usually listen to Jesse Kelly because I see him as more of like an entertainment show. And he's really, um, 
you know, not really my brand of, of entertainment. I feel like the bad boy, you know, we're going to do the list of the 20 hottest women in D.C. to kind of ruffle feathers and be provocative. I just feel like that's a little old for me. Um, but I listened to him anyway because, Mo, you had, you had been listening to him. And what bothered me about him today was um, he had he had said that he was correcting people who thought that the Alvin Bragg the Jack Smith, the Florida documents dump thing and the Georgia indictments. He was saying that they weren't coordinated, that he, quote, thought it was worse, that these were all a bunch of communists competing to see who could take out the orange man. And I thought that was it it actually made me angry because don't try to prop DeSantis up. By minimizing, because this is what the DeSantis team has done, and Jesse Kelly is squarely in the DeSantis team, which is probably why he blocked me on Twitter, even though I never had any interaction with him. Don't listen to him. I've never tweeted to him. I met him once when I was a guest on a TV show that he was co-hosting before uh, he was, you know, not renewed for that um, because he's better radio than he is TV. And um, so anyway... Um, he's squarely in the DeSantis team, and that is meant to manipulate you. The DeSantis team has taken the tact to minimize these as all these indictments, to minimize the weaponization of the deep state as strictly being just about Trump because they want Trump to go away so that DeSantis can win. And they are not doing and seeing it, and I'm messaging about it like Christina Bob did, which is this isn't about Trump. It's not about the 18 other co-defendants in Georgia. This is about Americans and and, and just Jesse Kelly and the rest of the DeSantis team don't want you to see it that way because they want you to vote for Ron DeSantis. So there's that. Um, Before we get into, before we take a break, we've got a couple minutes and then we're going to talk about Hawaii and we've got Dane Wigington who's going to be with us to answer the John Podesta claims that it was client change. I want to talk a little pop culture because as we saw, and one of the things Mo just said was that Ravek Ramaswamy was very articulate. I don't trust him either. Um, in terms of him flip-flopping, and I mentioned that last week, that he said in, in June he was praising the Juneteenth holiday, and then a couple of weeks ago said it was worthless. Um, but but that was absolutely a, a learning opportunity for how to counter somebody who's confronting you for that agenda item and turning it around on them and making it be about freedom, and that's what we need to do. And that also, because that's what all this cultural and pop culture crap is all about. If I I had a chance to talk to this little brain dead bent Rachel Zegler, who now is the new Snow White. I would. I, I this would. Is, I, this is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I would. I wish that I could be as kind and as generous as Ravek Ramaswamy was to that person who confronted her. Listen to uh, this person clip eight. I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there's a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. Super weird. So we didn't do that this time. <laughs> so, no, so no prince or a different kind of prince? We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because, like, we cast a guy in the movie, right. Andrew Burnap. Great dude. Yeah. Um, it's a... Uh, it's, one of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's actually going to be, but uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024. Um, 
all of Andrew's scenes could get cut. Who knows? It's Hollywood, baby. She's got a great future playing Kamala Harris at some point. Nobody would even have to write a script for her. She couldn't be any dumber. Disney couldn't be any dumber with hiring this twit. Oh, and they've shot themselves in the proverbial foot, Andrea, because the backlash Disney is getting over this is insane. This arrogant little... I I mean, I can't even say what I really want to say about her. I was smarter than her when I was 13. And by the way, Gal Gadot was standing by her at one point when she was saying, Gal Gadot has uh, said the same thing here. We have a different approach. Um, You know, she, she, uh, you know, it's not about a guy. It's about, she doesn't get rescued by a guy. If you want to do a story where you hire an actor to play a character and then you cut all of the scenes because you hate men and you want to push 1963 feminism, then do another story. Because that's not Snow White. That's not Snow White. You arrogant, anti-women, haints, as we call you in the South. See, I can't be as kind as Ravek Ramaswamy. These are the kind of women that, that prop up the Leah Thomases of the world, right? Because they can't see how women are being destroyed in this country and how they're hurting women with this kind of cultural Marxist crap. Oh, you want to cut the man out? Well, good luck if 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 good luck if one of your ideas of being a leader is to actually be a mother, okay? Because if you didn't have men, hashtag science. <laughs> oh, and Andrea, uh, you can't exactly have a kid female with a uterus unless there's a man out there with some sperm. And there's no dwarfs in the movie, right? Oh, there's a there's there's a mental dwarf, and that's who was cast as the Snow White. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in a mental giant, Dane Wigington, to talk about the ludicrous, shocking, just disgusting claims that the left is trying to make about Hawaii to push their agenda. Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm not sure if you guys saw uh, this uh, press conference that was held today, but Senior Advisor to the President for Clean Energy, um, let, what's the rest of his title here? Innovation and Implementation, John Podesta. Same John Podesta who was part of the emails that were leaked out in 2016 that Hillary Clinton had a public position and a private one when it came to the border among other regulations, uh, uh, revelations, came out today and basically blamed uh, the Maui fires on uh, uh, on climate change. And um, even though the biggest environmental factor, as the San Francisco Chronicle recently said, was the spread of an an invasive alien grass species, um, it didn't have anything to do with climate change. Joining me now, I'm no expert on climate change, of course, no expert on the weather. Um, not sure what to think of Hurricane Hillary coming here. In fact, good night to have Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org on because we got a hurricane coming this way. Hey, Dane Wigington, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks, Andrea. And the fact that the hurricane that's coming is named Hillary should give some pause. This is a game for those who orchestrate the weather. So as far as Podesta goes, I don't like Podesta, don't like Al Gore, don't like the environmental groups. Was the what happened in Hawaii 
a result of just the broken climate. No, it was a direct result of weather warfare. Ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure dome to the north of Hawaii, spinning clockwise in the atmosphere, and we had Hurricane Dora to the south, very anomalous cyclone that could have knocked out easily with weather mod operations if they chose to. That rotates counterclockwise, and the, and the wind tunnel between the two is what hit Lahaina. But again, that being said, was Lahaina a result of just the broken climate? No, result of climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. Am I saying that the climate and the planet's life support systems are not broken? No, I'm not saying that. We face what few people can yet imagine. So again, it's not a this or that equation, but as far as what happened in Lahaina, wasn't a result of the grasses, wasn't a result of the damage we've done to the planet from other forms of human activity, which are real. It was a result of weather warfare. Period. Well, let me ask you this, because the winds obviously are what spread the fire, but winds don't start a fire. No, they don't. But the source of ignition is another subject completely. Any idiot with a match can do that, whether it was the power company or some arsonist. That's a secondary issue. Okay. What matters is what, what is setting the template for these fires to burn with such ferocity? Lahaina is only an example. We have Canada's lost 30 million acres since May. 30 million. Wow. Siberia's lost 30 million acres. And then Australia. And then, didn't Australia a while back? Have, completely incinerated. Could, completely yeah. incinerated. So, uh, again, what is setting the template for these fires to burn with such ferocity? Official agencies are not telling us the truth about climate engineering. I don't care if someone's on the left, right, somewhere in the middle. There's no legitimate discussion about climate, anything from any perspective, without addressing the climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare elephant in this equation. Well, uh, uh, does that mean that they, you know, there's all these reports of locals that are really angry because even before the state official today said our plan is to buy up this property because we have plans for all of their socialist schemes, uh, Hawaii locals were upset that um, of a variety of things, including that um, a variety variety of things that led to it becoming as bad of a disaster as it was from no warnings, schools being closed, um, people not being being told to get out. And then after that, uh, the we've got federal officials and others and even video I saw today blocking supplies coming in. Um, we've got, had locals as of beginning three days ago complaining that they were being hounded to sell their property. Are you one of the people that thinks that this was done on purpose through weather engineering, but done on purpose so that the government could seize control of that land? It's for agendas much, much bigger than that. There's many disaster capitalists in every such equation, but they should be compared to pirates filling their pockets with loot on the deck of a sinking ship. The entire ship is going down. Americans have no clue what's coming. 37 countries around the globe are descending into total chaos right now because they can't produce enough food because their crops are crashing, their fisheries are imploding. Americans have been kept completely in the dark, normalcy bias, fighting about political everything while the proverbial tidal wave looms over our collective heads and weather warfare is being used all along the way. So we can argue about the agendas and objectives, but the fact that climate engineering is being used as a weapon of war and has been for decades is inarguable. People on the left, right, middle should unite in that common cause. If we don't plug this hole in the bottom of the boat, we're done, all of us. And I don't mean in the long term. We're not on a trajectory to, to hit the wall unimaginably soon. People have no clue what's coming. You can't interfere with the planet's life support systems on this scale without a very bad result, and we have interfered on countless scales, including human activity. I'm not denying that. For those that think I'm denying that we've been very poor stewards of the planet, I'm not denying that. But when you climate engineer 
with what's left of the Earth's life support systems, that's a recipe for near-term omnicide, and we're about to face that, that near-term horizon. You have on your website, uh, wildfires as a weapon, U.S. military exposed between uh, U.S. military and U.S. Forest Service. Um, what can you share with us about that? What's most shocking about that document, because we would expect the U.S. military to do whatever they want. They detonated nuclear bombs in the U.S. that, as of recent peer-reviewed study, killed no less than a half a million Americans from the downstream fallout. But what's most troubling about that wildfires as a military weapon document, which any of your listeners can read, look at, examine, is there are about a dozen and a half targeted areas studied inside the U.S. and U.S. allies. Why would that be? Again, those who control the U.S. government are simply those who print the money. And our government is nothing more than a state-sponsored mafia. That's all it is. Both sides of the fence. I don't care what side it's on. It's all two sides of the same coin. Really frightening. Um, you know, when, when the fire happened, I got an email from somebody, bring Dane on. We, I want to I hear from Dane as to what he thinks caused the fire. And it's interesting that it doesn't, you know, there's all these trending on Twitter right now is DEWs, which is a direct energy weapon. Um, there's supposedly videos of that. Um, would that be something that the military would be a, a part of? Would that be a part of this a military using wildfire as a weapon? Do they have directed energy weapons? Yes. HARP is a directed energy weapon, but not doing the kind of damage that we see here. The videos that have been shipped to me making the same claims, the one I examined closely so far, was a surge along a power transmission line. So people are making all kinds of claims. Laser anything doesn't work. These people know nothing about laser physics. Laser anything does not work if there's any particulate matter in the air whatsoever. So these claims are completely baseless, and they don't need those. They don't need those. When they can create a wind tunnel that creates a bellows effect, 80-mile-an-hour winds, you're talking about literally creating a blowtorch. When you fuel that much oxygen into a fire, that's what makes a torch work, Andrew. Yeah, all they need to do is what? Throw a cigarette out a window and then... (laughs) Upwind. That's all it takes. Yeah. And and, and an oxy-settling torch, you have... Acetylene, it's about 1,500-degree flame, does nothing. When you add oxygen, now you have a 6,000-degree flame that will cut steel. When you fan the flames like that, you can literally create a surface blowtorch. That's exactly what they did. Hurricane Dora and the high-pressure zone to the north, that's what happened. Dane Wigington, I'm so glad you came on tonight to explain that as only you can. His website is geoengineeringwatch.org. Thank you, Dane. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show is on its way with financial thought doctor, another mental genius. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.